The Delphi defendant gets not one, but two attorneys. Casey Anthony says her dad did it. A tragedy in Idaho. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day. You know the drill. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below. Hit that little bell so you receive notifications when we go live or put up new content. And remember, you can always listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. As I noted yesterday, we were on the road today. So yes, we are in a glorious hotel room today, getting ready to head out yet again. I had to go to the jail to do what I hate doing the most about my job as criminal defense attorney, and that's telling a client that they've got to take a big number. Otherwise, if they go to trial, it's going to be even a bigger number. But anyway, not to bore you with those types of things throughout my day. Let's get to the docket. But Let's support the people that support the channel. Like many Americans, we got a dog during the pandemic. My quarantine dog, Miss Winnie the Bulldog. Now, Miss Winnie has grown accustomed to being around us all the time. When we were leaving the house, Winnie would have extreme anxiety, so we decided to look for natural products to help with her anxiety. We looked for the highest quality CBD treats, and we were not satisfied, and neither was Winnie. So we created a high-quality CBD product that absorbs faster and provides the required results faster. Baked in Colorado CBD treats and beverage enhancers are made with nanotechnology. The nanotechnology makes the CBD extraction more pure, also allows for Baked in Colorado products to work faster. Baked in Colorado products can help reduce your pet's anxiety, ease joint pain, and help with your dog's skin problems. Go to our online store and see what Baked in Colorado product is best for your dog. When you order at bakedincolorado.com, enter code WINNIE and receive 15% off your first order. We have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If your dog does not experience the desired results in 30 days, return the product and we will refund your money. No questions asked. All right, let's go ahead and open the record for November 15th of 2022. Well, Richard Allen of Indiana, who wrote a desperate letter to the judge earlier this month begging for help from a public defender. He said, quote, I'm begging to be provided with legal assistance in a public defender or whatever help is available. Mr. Allen wrote in a letter to the court at his initial appearance on October 28th, Mr. Allen asked um, to find representation that he would pay for himself. However, at the time, he had no clue how expensive it would be just to talk to someone, not to mention hire somebody on a double homicide case. Well, the court has appointed Andrew Joseph Baldwin of Baldwin Perry and Camish and Bradley Rossi of Rossi, Hillis, Hillis, Rossi, and Dean to represent Mr. Allen. Now, now for those of you who don't know, Mr. Allen has been accused of killing Liberty German and her friend, Abigail, Abby Williams, on February 13th of 2017, after their bodies uh, were found abandoned near a recreational trail. Now, the attorney with a little more experience, Andrew Baldwin, he looks like a, by God, no doubt gunfighter. He's been doing criminal defense for nearly 30 years. Bradley Rossi has done litigation for 20 years. He has experience in criminal defense and his death penalty qualified there in Indiana. So Mr. Allen did well in his decision, probably the best decision that he's made thus far, other than keeping his mouth shut. He gets two private counsel at public defender prices. He's entitled to defense counsel if he cannot afford one, and he is indigent. Whether he had $100 or 
hundred million dollars if he's in custody, he qualifies for a free attorney. In this particular case, Mr. Andrew Baldwin, he uh, graduated from the Akron School of Law back in 1994. Uh, he graduated top of his class. He's a member of the National Board of Trial Advocacy and a criminal trial specialist. Some states have specialties that people can uh, kind of qualify for. Some states do not. Uh, he's a member of the Indiana State Bar, the Hamilton County Bar Association, the Johnson County Bar Association. He's, in fact, been the past president. He's admitted to courts in Indiana as well as the United States District Court for the Northern and Southern Districts of Indiana. Mr. Baldwin definitely looks like the real deal. Uh, Bradley Rossi as well uh, graduated from uh, law school back in 2001, admitted to the bar in 2002. And looks like he does uh, quite a bit of criminal law, a little bit of divorce, a little bit of custody. You know, when you're in smaller towns, sometimes you got to take what comes through the door. Uh, but most of his cases appear to be uh, that of criminal cases where he's done murder trials, attempted murder, burglary, um, child molestation and drug offenses. And he has also uh, represented clients accused of committing multiple murders and uh, other heinous acts and is death penalty qualified, as I noted before. Now, the judge, the Honorable Judge Gull in this particular case, is the one that would have made the appointments as I understand it, in Indiana. So I already had a good feeling about this judge. She's going to make sure Mr. Hall gets a fair trial, going to make sure that he gets competent counsel, and that's a good, good thing, all right? Certainly, if he's innocent, nobody wants an innocent man to go to prison for a crime they didn't do. Obviously, if he's guilty, he's entitled to due process before any punishment is to be imposed. All right. So we are going to have to wait and see. We got that hearing next week. Hopefully the affidavit will be released. I'm sure the attorneys are going to want to keep it quiet. But once again, some people think I'm wrong. Other people think I'm right. I think the public's entitled to know what evidence they have against Mr. Allen. After all, it's been six years and the police have been very tight lipped and they've gone down a couple of roads that didn't exactly turn out to be correct. I'm sure something that uh, Mr. Razi and uh, Mr. Baldwin will certainly explore in their defense of Mr. Allen. Next on the docket, let's talk Casey Anthony. So Casey Anthony, guess what? Blames her father, George, for the 2008 murder of her daughter, Kaylee, suggesting in a new documentary series that he killed her to cover up sexually abusing her and claiming that she herself does not know what happened to her daughter. Now, Casey Anthony was infamously acquitted of murdering her two-year-old daughter in 2011 after a highly publicized trial during which she was dubbed the most hated woman in America. She has always denied killing Kaylee despite cadaver dogs picking up the traces of human remains in her vehicle. Kaylee's skeletal remains were discovered near the family property in Orlando, Florida. Now, in her first sit-down interview, Casey Anthony appears in a three-part docuseries on Peacock, where she claims that both she and her daughter were sexually abused by her father, George, and she has claimed that she was abused by her father and her brother in the past, claims that they vehemently deny. Neither of them has ever been charged in connection with the allegations, nor have they been implicated in Kaylee's death whatsoever. 
Now, Casey claims in this new series, which airs on November 29th, that she woke up from a nap to find Kaylee, who'd been with her, gone. She believes he killed her, then put her in the pool to make it appear as though she drowned. I wasn't feeling that great, and I wanted to lay down, she said. I had her lay in bed with me, was awoken by her father, shaking me and asking me where Kaylee was. That didn't make sense. She would never even leave my room without telling me. She said that she immediately started looking around the house. I go outside, and I'm looking to see where she could possibly be. He was standing there with her. She was soaked wet. He handed her to me, said it was my fault that I caused it, but he didn't rush to call 911 and he wasn't trying to resuscitate her. I collapsed with her in my arms. She was heavy and she was cold. Now, it took 31 days for Casey to call the police and tell them that Kaylee was missing. Um, And on July 15th of 2008, Casey's mother, Cindy, first alerted the authorities to Kaylee's disappearance. The couple hadn't seen Casey or Kaylee for about a month. They then found Casey's car in a tow yard, and George said the smell took his breath away. In her 911 call, Cindy told the dispatcher, Kaylee's missing. It smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Casey then told police that she'd left her daughter with a babysitter, a woman by the name of Zanita Gonzalez-Fernandez, and that she was also missing. Now, she claims in her documentary that the last time she saw her daughter was in her father's arms on June 16th, after she awoke from a nap. Now, during the 31 days, she genuinely believed that Kaylee was still alive. She said that my father kept telling me she was okay. I had to keep following his instructions. He told me what to do. I tried to act as normal as I could, she stated. She said she went to live with her boyfriend, then returned in July to find her daughter gone. She says, I lied, but nobody asked me why. She says in the trailer of the uh, Peacock docuseries, she then goes on to repeat old and unfounded claims that her father sexually abused her as a child. He put a pillow over my face and smothered me and knocked me out. Uh, She says that happened several times. And she's sure there were times where she was incapacitated as a child uh, and she was limp and lifeless. She now says that she believes her father went on to abuse Kaylee after her. She says that's what she thinks about it. I wish every day I had said something to someone about something. Maybe then things would have been a little different. Now, George has in the past hit out at Casey's lies, telling a previous documentary that her claims Kaylee drowned were simply not true. Now, during the trial, he was forced to provide a DNA sample to disprove his daughter's lawyer's obscene suggestions that he had incestuously fathered Kaylee. Now, George also claimed Casey might have drugged her daughter, saying Kaylee often slept for up to 13 hours at a time. The prosecutors told a story of a young mother who regretted having kids and wanted a way out. They seized on the fact that Casey was photographed in bars and and partying after the time that her daughter was last seen alive. They argued that Casey suffocated her daughter with duct tape. Now, while Casey was convicted of lying to the police, The jury acquitted her of murder in 2011. She then went to live with Patrick McKenna, the lead investigator from her case, and it's unclear where she exactly lives now. Let me know in the comments what you think about Casey Anthony. Are you going to believe a word she says, or are you just going to say what the jury said, which was, I think that you lied, but the prosecution didn't prove the case. Next on the docket. Tragedy in Idaho. Four University of Idaho students were found dead 
in the office campus home they shared, and it might have been a crime of passion or a burglary gone wrong. Now, Ethan Chapman, Madison Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Kaylee Goncalves were all found deceased in the house that they shared in Moscow, Idaho. Police have not disclosed to the public how they passed away. The authorities were first alerted to the scene by someone else who called 911 at around noon to report an unconscious person at the address. Police in Idaho said they responded to a call of an unconscious person about noon on Sunday. When the police arrived at the scene, they found all four people deceased in a house that was converted into an apartment. It remains unclear how they passed away, but local police are considering it a homicide. Now, police have not taken any suspects into custody as of Monday, but they say they do not believe that there is a threat to the rest of the school community. Let me know what you think. All right, before we get to our dumb criminal of the day, one more thing you need to consider. When somebody new is coming into your life, you need to check them out. We talked about this, how many tragedies take place on dating sites. Check those people out. Just a good old Google search isn't going to be enough. So go to crimetalksearch.com, get that background subscription service so that you can do a background search on somebody and literally have a report within minutes from the time that you start. Now, like all things in life, it is not free, but you can search as many people as you want while you have that subscription and you can cancel at any time. But when you do that background search, you are going to get information regarding criminal history, whether somebody has to be in one of those registries, you know what we're talking about. Um, are they married? Are they single? Are they divorced? Do they have judgments against them? Things you need to check out, things you want to know. So go to crimetalksearch.com, get that background subscription service. You'll be happy you did. And finally today, our dumb criminal of the day. A woman was arrested Saturday afternoon after police say that she allegedly threatened a man with a sword. Now, an arrest affidavit says that Quiana Manning had gotten into an argument with a man over a parking spot in her apartment complex, and police alleged that the woman exited her vehicle and approached the victim's box truck while wielding a sword, described as being approximately two feet in length. According to the report, the woman raised the sword close to the man's open driver's side window and told him, you can't get effed up. The document said the suspect did not intend to kill the victim, but the man obviously was still afraid of being harmed, put in death of serious bodily injury. Well, Miss Manning was booked on a charge of aggravated assault and aggravated weapon as well and uh, placed in the county jail. Yes, whether it's food or parking spots, let it go. Circle around the parking lot one more time. Circle around the, the block. If your order's not right, you go inside. I get it's inconvenience. But you know what's really an inconvenience? Getting arrested, going to jail, posting bond, hiring an attorney, pleading guilty, having a felony conviction on your record. That is inconvenient. Remember, don't do that. All right. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please join us tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We have our Patreon show. Starts at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we'll do it from wherever I am. So we look forward to seeing you all. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you later tonight. <music>